right. Good morning to you. To many of you, it's a second time good morning because you were just joining me over on 49ers Wake Up with Larry Kruger. We've been going at it since 8 a.m. this morning, going over a rousing win over the Los Angeles Rams down at SoFi Stadium. Candlestick South was bathed in red jerseys. And man, what a win for the 49ers. An awful lot to talk about. Welcome. It is the, what, 18th of September already this Monday morning. So we are moving right along. And moving right along is without a doubt going to be the theme for the 49ers this week because they've got their home opener on Thursday against the Giants team that is coming out here after a come-from-behind win over the Arizona Cardinals that looks like it cost them the services of running back Saquon Barkley, who sprained his ankle and as of right now would be a big surprise to play on Thursday night. But a lot of things can change between now and then, although you blink your eyes twice and we're going to be kicking off Thursday night football. Welcome to Damon Bruce Plus. Like I said, I know a lot of you joined me earlier already here on the channel. Uh, it was yours truly and Larry Kruger. We had a little simulcast going on. My man Yosarian on the chat is saying, oi, oi, oi. Well, thank you very much. Oi, oi, oi. Who's coming in from the other show? Well, hopefully a lot of you are in here from the other show. Great to see you. Great to see so many uh, friendly and familiar faces. Uh, we got Brett who says, man, I just got back from the Bahamas. Uh, hello, Plusers. Brett, welcome. Hopefully you've liked, you've clicked, you've subscribed, you've done all those things that we could possibly ask you to do. And just so you know, we are simulcasting on AMP. I'm not going to have a very long playlist for you today. Again, I've been talking since 8 in the morning. Um, but we will have a little AMP playlist, a little VIP room coming off of Club Plus before it's all said and done today. And look, we got to start with the big headline. And Rockin' New Era 84 is already all over it. No sip of the day because Damon's been on since about 8.30. No, it was 8 a.m. And you're right. Um, we still got a little coffee left, but that sip of the day has long since passed. So uh, take it off the board. No sip of the day today. All bets are not action on sip of the day. But I do. I'm, I'm a sucker for like room temperature, lousy coffee. Because my coffee wasn't lousy to begin with. It's good coffee. It's now just at room temperature. And I'll, I'll crush that too. Um, just to let you know that we live in a world that is full of people guiding a whole bunch of other people, even though the people who are guiding them don't know what they're talking about. Look at the last 12 months alone of all the anxiety that has been thrown out about the 49ers, what they're not good at, what they don't do right, what they're poor at, player evaluation trades, the draft picks for Trey Lance, the holdout of Nick Bosa and everything and all the problems and what Kyle and John don't know what they're doing, don't know how to do it and Jed this, Jed that. All of the moaning, all of the complaining, I want you to remember who it's come from and how intense it's been in just the last, you know, year and a half or so. Right now, the 49ers are enjoying a 12 straight regular season game winning streak, which is the second longest regular season winning streak in franchise history. If you are paying attention to someone who wants to tell you that the sky is doing nothing but falling over Santa Clara, 
during the second longest regular season winning streak in the history of the franchise. Like folks, I don't know what to tell you. Like I said, you know, content creators are sort of like pied pipers. Make sure you're, you're following someone who not only knows how to play the song, but actually knows how to play the flute, the pipe to begin with. Um, good Lord. The amount of complaining about Brock Purdy, who remains undefeated. He is undefeated as the 49ers starter playoffs included in any game he's ever start and finished at the same time. He has never lost a game that he has started and finished. And yet after winning yesterday in LA, you got a few people who are so just baked into the Brock doesn't know what he's doing. Isn't the right guy. They're going to tell you that those two overthrows should have lost the game. Those two overthrows, those three overthrows didn't, not only did they not lose the game, all they did was prevent it from being a, 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 a 20 point win for the 49ers. Brock wants to hit those throws more than you want him to hit those throws and he'll work on it. We are four quarters into a year, which could not be off to a better start for the 49ers. They're going to roll into Thursday night, a perfect 2-0, and they are basically uninjured to this point in the year. We know that Brandon Ayuk was feeling some discomfort. His shoulder, that neck area, was a problem for him yesterday. Let's see how good he is to go on Thursday. I'd be surprised to see him not starting on Thursday. So 2-0, perfect record, nobody's hurt, haven't even played a home game yet, and here comes what looks to be a beatable Giants team, even though they just rallied against an Arizona team, which again has a mission, and that mission includes not winning an awful lot of football games this year. So um, it's a really good start. You know, 40, uh, excuse me, 30 to 23 was the final yesterday, and just the facts of that game, it's nine straight regular season wins over the LA Rams. And as you saw in the first half of that game, Sean McVay knows what he's doing. Sean McVay isn't just kind of good at this. He is really good at this. And Matthew Stafford is more than really good at this. And they were carving the 49ers up in that first half. The good news is, is the 49ers were carving the Rams right back up when they had the ball. That was an A-plus offensive first half for both teams. You know, sometimes you need to acknowledge that those other guys out there are also pros. And it's not just up to the 49ers to dictate the flow and the feel of every game that they're in. Sure, you'd like a level of football dominance that is so omnipotent that, yes, every single time you look up, the 49ers are in control of everything and nothing happens against their will. And they can break the will and bend the will of any coach or team or offensive line or secondary at all times. Like, that's just not how this is set up to be. You know, get your get your game of Madden ready to go. Put it on just got here mode and you can play football like that. But in the real world, in the NFL world, those games are not available. The 49ers are putting up a ridiculous amount of points on a day where we didn't even see Brock Purdy have a particularly great game. And he was more than good enough to have a wasn't really worried about it in the second half of that fourth quarter win over the Rams, even though the Rams were in striking distance. It felt like the 49ers controlled the game when they needed to. And they were, they were in some ways unimpressive in other, certainly grand scheme of things. Very impressive. You know, it took nothing short of the second 
greatest game a wide receiver ever had in the history of this league to keep the Rams in that game. Puka Nakua. What are you kidding me? This guy is unbelievable. He is incredibly talented. He is awfully good at this two games into his career. As a matter of fact, he's better at it than any wide receiver has ever been eight quarters into their NFL career. He's been remarkable. He makes you kind of rethink if Cooper Cup is really as good as you thought he was or if he isn't just, you know, a system-wide receiver. But Nakua can play. Tutu Atwell can play. The Rams aren't nearly as bad as a lot of people build them to be. And the Niners won yesterday, and they did it without even their A-plus game. So without their A-plus game, they were still scoring 30. Christian McCaffrey has been a huge A-plus for the 49ers. 268 rushing yards through his first two weeks of the season. That's the most for any Niner since Garrison Hurst. Back in 1998, he scored touchdowns now in 11 consecutive games, including the postseason last year, which is the second longest streak of any 49er player ever behind just Jerry Rice, who did it in 12 straight games in the 1987 season. McCaffrey is an absolute bona fide stud. We saw Debo Samuel remind everyone how dangerous he could be. Brandon Ayuk, absolute stud, almost impossible to not see running wide open every other play down the field because it feels like he is. You got Christian McCaffrey, who is the best running back in football every single time I'm looking up. He certainly got the stats to match that billing anyway. And the things that you were really worried about, the right side of the offensive line wasn't a worry yesterday. The special teams, certainly not a worry. And Jake Moody, the broadcast totally failed to tell you that Jake Moody's 57-yard field goal on Sunday afternoon in Los Angeles is the second longest field goal in the history of the 49ers and certainly the longest by any rookie that they've ever had. David Akers had two 63-yard field goals in 2011 and the 2012 seasons in back-to-back seasons. David Akers with two 63-yarders. That is the franchise record distance. Number two in the book, a 57-yard from the rookie, who, again, didn't look good in the preseason, and people were worried about. And look, I was even a little worried. You know, is this going to be the sore blind spot? Well, it hasn't been yet. As a matter of fact, Jake Moody has has connected on all of his kicks, his field goals, his point after touchdowns. He's been perfect since the green right, the green light of the regular season has gone on. So, man, um, that was a really good game out of the 49ers. It is really good to have you here, and it's going to be a short week for us, everyone. We got the Giants coming in for Thursday night football. Um, with a short week, you probably don't have time to make a whole bunch of sandwiches and get ready for lunch. Luckily, my man Ike will do that for you. What do you want to eat this afternoon? Whatever your flavor might be, you open up that Ike's menu, and he's got something to fit your flavor with over uh, now nearly 100 low locations throughout the west coast there's an ike's near you or close to you and if there isn't there probably will be soon this man has delicious up both of his sleeves find out for yourself you can order a damon bruce it'd be a great day to get a damon bruce get yourself to ike's get a delicious lunch this afternoon when you want to wash your cares away do it with a little blackened whiskey it's always good to tell you about blackened whiskey my favorite whiskey on the market at the price point go to bevmo get yourself a bottle if the places that you shop for liquor is not a bevmo they don't have blackened tell them to order a case 
and you will be on the case picking it up and bringing it home. It is delicious. Find out for yourself. Don't take my word for it. That's the same thing I have to tell you about my man, Stefan, who is the premier sponsor of Post Game and Damon. Uh, he was 6-1 and one yesterday. The only game he didn't win was a push because he had the Rams plus the 7, <coughs> the Niners minus the 7, and so, with Sean McVay kicking that sketchy, gambling-driven field goal at the end of the game, the best the Rams could do yesterday was push. So my man Stefan didn't lose a play. 6-0-1. He's on a heater. Get yourself to bottom line bets. Do it now. You know, there's no such thing as hot forever in the handicapping world. You want to ride the wave? Well, my man is on a wave of success right now that if you signed up a week or two ago, you are very profitable right now. Go to bottomlinebets.com. Daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions available. And Damon, where do you go to place those bets? Well, it is real easy. You go to mybookie.ag. They will take your bets. And right now, when you sign up with the promo code Damon, you're going to get a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 and a $10 casino chip to use in their casino. How do they have a casino? Well, the entire website is offshore, which means make sure your credit card is approved for international use. When you sign up, use promo code Damon. You'll be off and running in one of the most fun places to make bets anywhere you're going to find on the internet. You got team totals, player props, straight up lines, of course, are all available to you. A whole bunch of other fun ways to go about finding some props thrown in front of you. Try the prop slot machine when it comes to the NFL, or you can just go in the casino and try the slot machine. A lot of fun to be had at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Damon when you sign up. Um, that was a first-half offensive masterclass by two head coaches who know what they are doing with two quarterbacks who are out there balancing great decisions with flawless execution while you got running games officially clicking, you got offensive lines getting their job done, you got receivers coming open, you got the right decisions being made. Folks, that is just A-plus, A-plus football, offensive football in that second half. And this is something that Larry and I just talked about on 49ers wake up. And I think the question is legit. You know, a lot of people were saying Steve Wilkes, he's having a bad game. Steve Wilkes, he's got to make these adjustments here. The first half, I, I thought it was more great offense than it was bad defense. I just thought that McVeigh and Stafford were both connected and on one together. And Puka Nakua was just unbelievable. And everything the Rams wanted to do, they accomplished. Their game plan was the right game plan to slow down the 49ers defensive line. And it just, it, it all came together. Luckily, it all pretty much came together for the 49ers as well because their first half offensively was nothing short of an A-plus beyond a Brock Purdy overthrow. There's really nothing to complain about in that first half. And what was really cool is the way that Kyle played that clock at the end of the first half. He's taking timeouts before the two-minute warning because he's got a quarterback that he can trust. 
He's got a quarterback who he thinks can push the ball downfield in a short amount of time and get the 49ers into striking range. Thanks to a pass interference call on Debo, the Niners really got in striking range. It's first and goal from the one. Purdy throws a pass away leaving him one second on the clock, and this is Kyle Shanahan's first big balls decision of the entire year. Do you settle for the field goal, or do you have Purdy try to punch it in? Kyle decided to have Purdy try to punch it in. He called for the QB sneak. It worked. It clicked. And instead of the 49ers being down a touchdown or by four, it was 17-17 going into the locker room. And now Steve Wilkes goes to work. And you know what happened? Like, if you're going to admit that it was a bad defensive half for the 49ers in that first half, would you also admit it was an outstanding offensive half for the Rams? You know, if I could quote Ralph Barbieri, two things can be equally true. And there was a lot of that going on. It was A-plus offense. It wasn't the best defense, but it wasn't a tacit, easy-to-see, negligent defensive effort. The Bradford was Sam Brad. I knew I was going to say it. You, you had an offense that was clicking, an absolute offense that was clicking, and that's why Steve Wilkes was being pilloried on Twitter. Would you admit that Steve Wilkes did what he needed to do because the first three drives for the Rams of the second half were punt, interception, and punt? And in those three drives, the momentum swung to the 49ers. They go up by two scores, and that was a margin that kept things comfortable for the rest of the day. Look, it was a fantastic football game. It was entertaining as hell. I thought that Fred Warner's sack on Matthew Stafford, the first time Stafford has been sacked all year, was maybe the biggest defensive play of the game. That happened in the third quarter. Uh, Brock falling right on his center quarterback snap exchange fumble. One of those plays that nobody's talking about today, that play went a long way to putting the 49ers in the win column. Had he had turned the ball over, the Rams were right there inside the 49ers' red zone, and they have a chance to take a second-half lead on the 49ers. So there's a lot of little things that broke the 49ers' way. There are a few big things that broke the 49ers' way, including a Diamador Lenore interception on third, and here come the Rams to tie the game, and Isaiah Oliver had his first big game with the 49ers and has probably worked himself out of the Shanahan doghouse just a little bit. How could you not? He was good yesterday after playing himself off the field, according to Kyle, in the Pittsburgh game. So a lot of good signs yesterday for the 49ers. Kyle has schemed up two opening drives for touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. So Kyle is in his bag of tricks. He's got a quarterback who knows how to be the magician that he needs his quarterback to be. He has got all sorts of fabulously beautiful assistants helping out his magician in Christian McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle and Ayuk and Juwan Jennings, who had himself a really good 
good game yesterday as well. So things are going really good for the 49ers coming home. They're undefeated in 2-0 and for a short week against the New York Giants while Saquon Barkley is dealing with an injured ankle. If all you've got are complaints about what the 49ers are or are not, I can't help you. You know, if you're colorblind, I can't help you see color. If you're a football ignoramus, I can't use football to make you better at something that you clearly don't understand because you just don't understand what you're looking at. If all you've done is complain about the 49ers, I want you to remind I, I want you to know that you've been complaining during the second most successful stretch of regular season football in franchise history. Like your standards are unbelievable. They're impossible to match, as a matter of fact. Your standards are so high, they cannot be met by the second greatest winning streak in team history. If that's where your standards are, boy, you you must be really a tough grader. Speaking of tough graders, good to see La Profesora back in the mix, live and alive again. Hello to you. Um, She's already talking Spanish. She's feeling so frisky. Uh, shout out to everyone who is not only here now with me, but has been here since 8 a.m. when Larry and I got underway with the 49ers wake up show, which is just it's it, it, we're two weeks in and it's already a monster. And we're going to do another one on Friday after Thursday night football. But look, this was a game that just went according to plan. Both coaches' plans in the first half were perfectly executed. And in the second half, in a small, you know, couple of turnovers or a kiss of death in a tight game, the Rams had the couple of turnovers. The 49ers did not. And that's why the 49ers are coming home with a couple of wins. That final drive before halftime, again, it was just huge. A seven-play, 75-yard drive with a touchdown being scored on a purdy quarterback sneak as time expired with one second left on that third down play call, like SoFi Stadium doesn't even have a home clock operator. It's like we brought down a dude from Candlestick to keep time on that. How about a little home cooking? Rams, there was no home cooking to be found. That was a 49er party inside of SoFi Stadium yesterday. It was as red as a game in Lincoln, Nebraska. 49ers got the ball back after uh, they had gone up three points after Fred Warner's big sack. And all of a sudden, that's when you start pulling away. From a team that just played great. Look, the Rams played great yesterday. The Rams were fantastic. Better than a lot of people expected, which again, is why people are complaining today because the Rams are supposed to suck. And I was told they were going to suck and they should beat the Rams. They should just destroy the Rams. I was told I was told that they were going to suck. Well, you've been told a lot of things about the NFL that have been wrong based on where you've been getting your information from. So here we are to save you from a world of disinformation and ununderstanding. It's a it's a, it's a pleasure to be at your service. Hit like Hit subscribe. Where are we? Are we? I, I. Where are we on the subscription count here today? Are we still at the? Uh, no, we've already passed. I thought I was going to see a six six six. No, we are 
7,670 subscribers. I mean, 30 more of you coming on in with a subscription today would bring us to 7,700. And Daddy loves a nice little round number over there. Um, we are growing. We are blowing up. We are approaching 100,000 podcast downloads. This stage, uh, this channel is coming off one of its best weeks, and we are already jumping into a great week over here. Um, so these are good times, and I thank all of you for pivoting away from old media to come over here to new media to find me. Now, what I've been what I've been clued into is that a lot of you made that pivot before I even got here. Now that I am here, thank you so much for being so good to me. How you help the plus is support my sponsors. You do that. We are going to keep making beautiful music together over here on YouTube. We are also simulcasting on the AMP app. We have this up on Twitter right now. This show is in a lot of places, and more people are picking it up and putting it down each and every day. And I thank you very, very much for that. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Are you kidding me with this guy? He is off to one of the best starts in the history of a football career. He's been amazing. Receptions, yardage, touchdowns. His first two games, he's been a plus. Just absolutely a plus. Like, how did that guy just fall to the Rams? I mean, how how was he not a top five pick? How come everyone wasn't talking about Puka Nakua before the draft even started? I'll tell you why. Because it's an inexact science. And nothing reveals whether or not a guy belongs in this league until you're watching a guy play in this league. That brings me to Brock Purdy. If you have watched Brock Purdy's seven starts here, where he has been a perfect 7-0 in the regular season, if you have watched these starts and all you can see is the glass half empty, you're unaware of the half-full nature of Brock Purdy, again, where are you getting your information? Who is telling you to watch football like this? I think I know. We're here to deprogram you from the propaganda that has been shoved down your throats. This is the truth, and the truth shall set you free as a football fan. Here's the truth. Brock Purdy looks to be kind of very good at this. Kyle Shanahan is officially very good at this. And on a day where they might have not had their best game plan, they put up 30. 30 on the road for the second consecutive week, for goodness sakes. What more? Well, somebody made the comment on 49ers wake up. Well, Purdy needs to do it in the Super Bowl before I can believe in him. Okay, well, he hasn't been in one of those yet. So if you can't understand anything until the podium that presents the Super Bowl winner its trophy, if your only understanding of football is team that gets trophy good, everyone who did not get trophy bad, you belong at the kiddie table drinking juice boxes. Not with the adults talking about what really matters in football. 
There's a lot of good football being played by teams that don't win Super Bowls. But I really want a Super Bowl. Well, doesn't that make you special, sweetheart? Good God. AJ Cruz, I have spent all morning with Damon. This is great. AJ, it's great to have you. Thank you for being a wonderful member of my audience for years. Thank you so much. Got a lot of people in here saying, Damon, it's so good to have found you over here. I listened to you when I was a young man. I'm no longer a young man. We've grown up together. Now look at us over here in a brand new spot, doing it together, making other, oh, I don't know, shows and stations very, very nervous about what we are doing over here. Albert says, Damon. I watched that other show this morning, 49ers Wake Up. Fabulous work. Thank you very, very much. I'm going to tell you right now, you want a fabulous, delicious breakfast, a healthy dessert, go get an acai bowl from our friends over at Palmetto Superfoods. You'll be glad you did. Use promo code DBLK15. DB, Damon Bruce, LK, Larry Kruger, 15% off. And there's a QR code that hopefully you've already scanned. If you don't have that QR code, be with us 8 a.m. Friday morning for another chance to get it. It's going to be up and available to you all football season long. These acai bowls, they sell themselves. We just want you to try one. Maybe try something that you might not normally try. You'll be happy that you did. It's freaking delicious. I'll tell you what was also delicious, the blocking of George Kittle and Jawan Jennings on Christian McCaffrey's 51-yard scamper, where at the end of it, he stiff-armed Akilah Witherspoon all the way to fucking Compton. I mean, he destroyed and ran over Akilah Witherspoon and came up talking shit. It was great. Christian McCaffrey's got the squabbles in him. He really does. He is one of the best players on planet football. You talk about didn't know how good he was until you saw him every game. I'm going to put him into the Kevin Durant category on that. Like I knew that Kevin Durant was really, really good, but I couldn't understand how good he was until you're watching him every game, game in, game out. And what he's doing when he doesn't have his A game what he's doing when he does have his A game. Like to really watch Kevin Durant for a couple of years with the Golden State Warriors was to appreciate him in a level that and if you got if you didn't get to watch him in person, you didn't quite get it. Christian McCaffrey's the same dude. Like I knew Christian McCaffrey was really, really good. I did not know he was basically white Walter Payton. I mean, he is unbelievable. Christian McCaffrey is unfreaking believably good. He is He's the best running back on the team. He is nothing short of the third best receiver on the team. He is one of the angriest runners you're going to find out there. For a little guy, he pushes piles. He's not just good in space. He's ultra physical. He bounces up from every single hit. And cross your fingers on that because he needs to for this team to do what it wants to do this year. Something else, man. Just something else how good he is. And to appreciate... The team that lost, it's something else about how good Stafford is. 
Stafford is phenomenal. I'm reappreciating Matthew Stafford, even though he continues to lose games to the 49ers. The Rams have been so better with him than without him. He's got his ring. He came to carve up the 49ers yesterday with quick underneath crossing routes, which just popped open everywhere, and laser beams, short passing attack, and he was practically perfect, certainly in that first half. Dude, Stafford was awesome yesterday until a couple of turnovers, which decided the game. What 12-game win streak? True blue forever. The 49ers have a 12-game regular season winning streak going back to Brock making his debut. Actually, they had that before that because Jimmy was winning. They have a regular season winning streak that is the second longest in franchise history. And remember who told you that what they're seeing isn't good enough. Well, they're having a historical level of success. If it's not, if if history's rubber can't rise up to meet your road, you don't know where you're going. R.I.P. Cougar Rebel saying, uh, Damon Kroenke doesn't own the Rams. The Niners do. They do. They do. The 49ers have a nine-game winning streak a nine-game winning streak over a well-coached, well-quarterbacked team. You know how hard that is in this league? To have that kind of ownage, to have that kind of ownage over a bad team is hard to do. Over a really good team, it's near impossible. Folks, Kyle knows what he's doing. Is he perfect? Does he get everything right? No. Find me the coach who does, right? It doesn't exist. You know, don't go waiting for perfect and let pretty good continue to pass you by. Because what the 49ers got, folks, that was pretty good. San Bruno Mike says, uh, yeah, I caught the end of the show. What's going on with egg mints? I, I think Larry was trying to talk about an egg McMuffin. Or maybe an egg cream, and he said egg mints. I don't. I don't even know. But I've seen an awful lot of eggs, and the word mint. I don't. I don't know what happened there. I was hosting a show. I wasn't reading the chat. It, it happened in the chat. What happens in the chat sometimes has to stay in the chat. I don't know what to tell you. But if you watched over here, thank you very very much. Uh, like you know, Larry's already got from his portion his window into the. 49ers wake up. He's got over 4,000 viewers. We, a much humbler number, but boy, it continues to grow. The most, the best attended live show I have ever done on YouTube was yesterday's post-game show, which we started the two-minute warning. Um, so thank you. Thank you for being uh, someone interested in what we're doing over here. I really, truly appreciate it. And what Larry and I are doing together is going to redefine what Sports Talk Radio looks like in this town forever. I believe they call this in the tech world a disruption. Jillian, if you're watching and I got that wrong, come on down and tell me what I should have used. Puka sanity. Puka sanity. It really, dude, it. He was fantastic. Puka Nakua is amazing.
Again, Pukanakua, directly translated from Samoan to English, apparently means first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> I mean, it, the guy looked unbelievable. And you're right, A.J. Cruz. Puka and Cup are going to be problematic the next time we play them. The Rams are about to have a better year than anyone thought. And as the Vikings are starting their season 0-2, maybe it's the Rams that take a playoff spot away from the Vikings. The Rams might be a playoff team. They were supposed to be dead on arrival, one of the worst rosters on paper in the NFL. That's why you got to start playing the games before you talk about stuff with, well, I know what's going to happen. In this league, you don't, and that's the beauty of it. You don't know what's going to happen. Wally Lama, he's been watching all morning. Wally, thank you for being here still. He said Stafford has been spamming a single receiver his entire career. I bet Puka takes a step back when Cup returns. Well, when you think about, you know, his favorite target, Megatron in Detroit, and then Cooper Cup. Here's the thing. When you got someone who looks like an MVP candidate at wide receiver, you you should keep feeding that player. Like, I'm not going to hold it against Stafford for finding the guy who's open and awesome. That's the job. And he's really good at the job. Really good at the job. And he will get better when he has two targets like those two guys running around. Would the 49ers be as good without Christian McCaffrey? Absolutely not. No, they would not be as good. He is essential to their success. As a team, as an offense, he's special. He is special. Tiger Tank 06 says, Damon, my litmus test for the Niners is can they beat the Eagles and the Chiefs? Well, We'll find out about the Eagles later this year. I'm going to say this about the Eagles. They are 2-0, but they are not nearly the curb-stomping world beaters that they looked like last year. And the Kansas City Chiefs, I will, I'm going to respect the Kansas City Chiefs until somebody officially lays them down in their grave. But right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are scoring like the Chicago Bears. The Bears are 0-2 with a bad offense. So Kansas City Chiefs aren't your... Daddy's Kansas City Chiefs from just a year or two ago. They're really not. The league doesn't allow perpetual greatness. Doesn't allow it. Doesn't allow it. All I can tell you is that if Patrick Mahomes had been playing for the 49ers, Patrick Mahomes would be getting ripped the first two weeks into the year. So if Mahomes would be get ripped, of course you morons would be out there ripping Brock Purdy too. But there's just a level of fans who literally can't identify what is good about anything. All they can sell, all they can create is what is wrong with everything. And these are people who officially need less attention because they're misleading you. They're misleading you to try to speak their own propaganda into existence. So you got you, you got to quit all falling for the old banana in the tailpipe. Some major moments in that game. Again, Brock Purdy just falling right on his own fumble. That ball not bouncing funny at the start of the second half. 49ers' first drive of the second half. It was their first three and out, I believe, of the year. And Brock did miss uh, Jawan Jennings 
on a third down that would have prevented the first three and out of the year. Brock wished he had that throwback. He wished he had the Debo throwback. He wished he had an Ayuk throwback. Here's the deal. It's a lot better to wish you had that one back than to throw an interception. I mean, we're talking about the, the throws that didn't come back to haunt you when you all just went through the Jimmy Garoppolo experiment where throws came back to haunt you every other week. Can't you see this is a huge improvement over that? It's 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 remarkable to me how many people cover football and don't know what they're looking at. Is anything else going on this week? The Giants still playing baseball? I guess so. They had a rough weekend at Coors Field, dropping a doubleheader. Um I believe the A's are still a an, a an officially recognized Major League Baseball club, but I don't have any evidence to back that up. I'm no longer going to be looking for it. Here's the thing. It's Niners, 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 Niners until we get some Warriors basketball in here. Um, And man, it looks like concentrating on the 49ers is going to be a fun thing to do. They keep playing like this. This is a good football team. You can see it early. You can see it early. You can feel it early. And uh, it's fun. It's fun. Isaiah Oliver climbing out of the doghouse. You got Jake Moody putting up rookie historically long field goals. So you're less worried about that. You had a right side of an offensive line that, had. what do you know, had a much better game when TJ Watt's not out there. Go figure. Just like just like daddy told you might have happened that happened debo scores his first touchdown of the year brock purdy has yet to lose a game in a season regular season or postseason that he's been able to start and finish and the niners are sitting pretty after two weeks two road wins in the books everybody's basically healthy and you're coming in to take on the giants who haven't been good and have and and cannot be healthy without Saquon Barkley right now the giants are getting 10 points in Las Vegas for Thursday night there are currently six NFC teams that are all going off at 2 and 0 to start the year it's the Niners the Falcons Cowboys, Eagles, and the surprising Washington Commanders and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have got you know Baker Mayfield bringing them to two and zero. Nobody had the nine or the, the the Buccaneers at two and zero, but here they are. The Saints are playing tonight. The Saints with Derek Carr could go to two and zero. The Browns are playing tonight. They could go to two and zero. There are only other two two and zero teams in the AFC right now: the Dolphins and the Ravens. And the Ravens are a pretty impressive 2-0 considering that they are shorthanded. They're down about five starters just two weeks into the season. And Lamar does not lose in Cincinnati. He's undefeated as a starting quarterback in Cincinnati. The Bengals, they're wondering what the hell's wrong with the start of our year. They're 0-2 with two losses in division. And you got Joe Burrow having a, 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 a calf that's just barking at him. That ain't good. That ain't good. 
Zach Wilson, he wasn't good. He throws three interceptions yesterday. The Jets are one and one. Garrett Wilson, he had the biggest play of the day, a 68-yard touchdown, but he ran for 55 yards of that after the catch. So basically, Zach Wilson completed one small pass that was taken to the house by a very talented second-year receiver, and then he threw three interceptions around that, and the Jets are a dead man walking with him as their starting quarterback. The Chargers are 0-2. That's not a place that a lot of people thought the Chargers would be operating from. The Broncos are 0-2. They've lost two games by three total points, so it's a better 0-2 than they were last year, but it still ain't good. And Russell Wilson's contract, oh, it looks terrible. The Raiders fell on their face in Buffalo as Jimmy Garoppolo had the kind of stat line that sent 49er fans to their psychoanalysts. Jimmy Garoppolo leads the team down the field for an opening touchdown drive and then proceeds to throw for 185 yards and two picks. Very Jimmy game for the Raiders yesterday. Devontae Adams is in concussion protocol. He got concussed on a play that happened when the team was down four touchdowns. So what the hell are you doing having your most important player playing in non-leverage moments? I don't get it. Makes no sense to me. Saw the uh, saw the Chiefs and the Bills right their ships. They're now one and one. But a very interesting slate yesterday. Very interesting slate. And week three is going to kick off on Thursday. We're going to be booking a good guest or two between now and then. We're going to be putting up some highlights from uh, post-game shows from Larry and I doing 49ers Wake Up. Thank you again in advance for watching what we're giving to you, clicking on it and being a part of it, liking it, make that algorithm sing, like, subscribe, notify all the way around. If you would, please, I would certainly appreciate that. Please sign up for the podcast, which, again, we're getting close to 100,000 downloads, and we haven't even been doing this for five months yet. So that is a nice start as far as I'm concerned. Thank you for listening over there if that's where you consume the show. Thank you for watching on Twitch. Thank you for watching on Twitter, if that's how you're consuming it. Thank you for listening on the AMP app. Give me a follow over there. I know I'm asking you to do a lot of different things in a lot of different places, but boy, I really appreciate it. Those of you who have been loyal, your loyalty is straight up like blood in, blood out, and I thank you very, very much for it. I'm honored to have you in my audience and you in my audience know who I'm talking about. You've been very, very special to me and Mrs. Pluse to say the least. We will have a bit of a homecoming playlist for you after we get out of the VIP room. That is club plus and folks that's where we're going right now. Thank you very much for tuning in. Back live at 11 a.m. on YouTube on Tuesday. We'll be back live at 8 a.m. on the simulcast for 49ers Wake Up on Friday after the 49ers play on Thursday night. But until then, all I need you to remember is that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.